Today's daf is daf Nun Vav. We are holding at the bottom of Nun He Amud Beis. The Gemara uh, returns to the concept of Meiser Sheni. Uh, we had discussed in the Mishnah that a person is trying to makadish with Meiser Sheni. We had a machlok as Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda held that Meiser Sheni is a person's own money, and Rabbi Meir hold that it's Momen Gavoa. And uh, we're going to uh, circle around back to that machlokas because the way it was brought down in the Mishnah, this is way back on uh, Nun Beis, is that Reb Meir had said that Beshogeg lo kidesh, bemezit kidesh, that if you do Beshogeg, it doesn't work. If you do Bemezit, it does. The way we explained it is that because it's your money, so it works Bemezit. If you do Beshogeg, then it's possible that it would be a Mekachtos, whereas according to Rav Meir, he held that ben, uh, Rav Meir said that Bein uh, Bein it doesn't work because it's not your money to be able to Mekadosh with. That's with Machlokas that we had had in the in the Mishnah. So Tanarban we learned in a Brisa Ein Lokchen Behema Bemos Maizasheni. Now this uh, Brisa is referencing the following: the Torah makes it clear, but Tarta is that the only way to Deconsecrate Maisa Shani. If you don't want to take a large amount of Maisa Shani to Eretz you can deconsecrate it and put that Kedusha onto money. It has to be money that has a Tsura, means it has a uh, an imprint, uh, a, a coin that uh, that and that can be taken up. However, you cannot use like a block of gold, uh, a, a block of silver or gold, or or uh, even in food, you're not allowed to transfer it onto in a, in in your shalim. You can't transfer it to food, but you can't do that outside of Yerushalayim. It has to be that you're upgrading the. Uh, vehicle by which you are transferring the Meiser Shani. So therefore, if you have, let's say, pennies and you want to put that onto uh, on, on, onto uh, uh, larger denominations, which makes it easier to take it up, so there is a permit that you can you could go ahead and do that. But uh, but otherwise, putting it onto food, actually, that is makes it more difficult. And uh, the difference is that if it is on a food, so we're going to see that Bidi Evid does work. In certain circumstances, it does work, Bidi Evid, if it's something that you could have purchased in your Shalim and you did that outside your Shalim, even though you're not supposed to, it does work, Bidi Evid. But if you do something that is a non-food, non-coin item, then even Bidi Evid, it does not work. That is the basic halacha that we're dealing with right now. So what does it say in the Brisa? It says, Ein lochen behemoth, uh, You cannot purchase a behemoth, you're talking about a behemoth that you would be allowed to use Maizasheni money in Yerushalayim, but you're not supposed to do that outside of Yerushalayim. But imlakach, but bidi if the person did go ahead and purchase a behemoth with money of Maizasheni, so here, the uh, opening statement of the Brisa, and we're going to get clarification in a moment, Peshogeg, if you did it unwittingly, you did it without realizing that it was Maizasheni funds that you were buying the animal with, so I mean the seller, who, the, the buyer who has the Maizasheni money is giving it to the seller, and the, 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 the buyer did not realize that what he's giving him is Maizasheni money, Yagzer Domilem Kaimam, the money is returned to its place, meaning that the, the, the sale is nixed, the transference of Kedusha from the money to the animal 
does not go through. And the reason, Rashi says, is because it's a mekechtos, because had the uh, buyer realized that he's using Maizasheni money and now he has to take an animal up to Yerushalayim, he would not have agreed to that because it's even more difficult to take an animal up to Yerushalayim than it is to take the money. And therefore, that is nixed and the items have to be returned. The animal goes back to the seller and the Maizasheni money goes back to the buyer and the Kedusha is retained within the money. However, Bemezid, it's a simple translation, is if he knew that he's using Maizah Shani money, the animal is then required by the buyer to be eaten in Yerushalayim, means the transference of Kedusha does work, and he has to, the, the, the seller gets money that is now being deconsecrated, and the buyer is now required, I'm sorry, the, the, and, and, and the buyer is now required to take the animal up to Yerushalayim. Now, I'm Rabbi Yehud, and we're going to see Rabbi Yehud is not disagreeing. Rabbi Yehud is just qualifying. What, is it, what does the opening statement mean? He says, Is that where the buyer makes it clear that he is, he knows that Miser Shani money uh, is being used, and he wants to be able to take <clears throat> the animal up and bring it as a shlamin, which generally what is what p- most people did with Maizasheni money in Yerushalayim, they bring animals. For whatever reason, he would wanted to, he wanted to buy the animal outside Yerushalayim, which he's not supposed to do. It's in violation of a rule that you're not supposed to use it, it, it consecrate anything except on money. But he, uh, he made it clear he wants to put on the animal, but he evidently works. The money becomes deconsecrated, which means that the seller now has chulin money, and the buyer now is required to take the animal up, and that's where it works. Even that's where it works. Bemezid. That's what it meant that bemezid. It's talavata seachel b'makum b'makum asher yifchar shem lokechatz. Referencing the pasuk means Yerushalayim. However, avav miskaven lahotzi maos ma'aser sheni lechulin. However, if the buyer. I'm sorry, if the seller knows that the buyer intends to use that animal outside of Yishalayim, he wants a barbecue, and he just, he, for some reason, he's concerned about the Maizasheni money, and he wants to dump his Maizasheni money on the seller, at the, and the seller says, well, it's not home, no foul. That money that I get will become chulin for me, the seller, but you, but you know, the seller knows that the buyer does not intend to take that animal up to Yerushalayim. In such a case, then there is a penalty. So, bein b'shogeg. So, whether the money was b'shogeg, where that, it's, that we said there's a mekach toes, and therefore we don't allow the, the, the sale to go through, or bein b'mezid, in this case where it's amazed, where you know that the buyer is not going to take the animal up and eat Yerushalayim, so then yachzerim b'amim come in. Both those scenarios, the money has to be returned to its original place, means the money remains maizasheni money, and the animal, he goes back to the seller, and the uh, and 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 we don't allow the transaction to 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 take place. So uh, 
the way Rashi explains is that this is really a penalty for the seller because the seller knowing that the buyer does not intend to eat this animal in Yerushalayim still is willing to sell him so we penalize him so we don't allow it to go through. So in the case of Shog, it's not as much the penalty as it's the reality. That's Mechach Tos. But here we turn it into a Mechach Tos because we're penalizing the seller for selling an animal that you know that the buyer intends to uh, do something wrong with. And we're going to discuss later on why we're penalizing the seller. Why not penalize the buyer? But we're nevertheless we're selling the penalized son because you know he doesn't want to take it up and bring it as a Shlomim in Yerushalayim. Now, so what it says as follows. It's Mashma over here that when it's done bemazed, Maizasheni is being done bemazed, so we don't allow it to go through because we penalize the seller. So what I wants to know is that Lechorah, in our Mishnah, we learned, V'anantanan, Rabbi Yehuda Oimer, bemazed, that if a person is Mekadosh and Isha bemazed, all right, so the husband is the, the buyer, the issue is the seller, she's selling her rights over to the husband. So therefore, in such a case, we said it's Kiddush. Kiddush means it's Mekudash. Why don't we say over there too, it's a, it should be a Mekach and we disqualify, we should disqualify, we make it into a Mekach disqualify the sale, meaning, i.e., that it should not be Mekudash. So if Rabbi Huda, that's Rabbi Huda Shita there, B'mezid, it works, and yet we sing B'mezid, Meskavan Hotzimos, Ma'azashen Dechulin, so then it doesn't work. So Amr Abelazar, Isha Yadas, Shein Maus Maizashen, Mishalal Hayada. He says that there's no problem here because a woman knows that the money she's been given will not become deconsecrated through that. There is nothing for there to be a deconsecration with. So therefore, that money remains Maizashen. And we know that and she'll go up and eat in Yerushalayim. To her, it's worth at least a pruta. She's willing to go through the transaction, take it, and now herself have the tirchov taken to eat in Yerushalayim, and therefore it's Mekodesh. So what it's saying is, but when you know that the person intends to eat the animal outside of Yerushalayim, we can't allow that animal to become Kadosh, and we penalize the seller. That's the difference. So Maskal of Yirmiyo, Shramiyo asked the following question on what the answer we just gave. He says, These three things, a non-kosher animals, a horse, a donkey, a vodim, and karkos, which are non-edible items, in all these cases, Maishashani will not become deconsecrated through it. Now, that should be, if you're going to compare it to a Kedushan situation, tonight it's a situation where the item is not going to, the money will not become the consecrated. And yet we see, so even though Adam Yodesh, even though the assumption right now is that people do know, since it's not fit for eating, you cannot deconsecrate the money in the, uh, on, on, uh, uh, through this manner. So based on what Rebeleza said before, when a person knows, so then obviously what the assumption is, they're going to take the money and go up and eat in your, and, 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 and buy, uh, food in Yerushalayim, and it should be the evidence should go through. And yet we see what's the case of And we learned in the Mishnah, this is a Mishnah in Maishashani, even in Yerushalayim, where you're allowed to do pidyon, these things cannot be used for pidyon because they're not edible. They're not edible items. And outside Yerushalayim, for sure, you should not be doing it. And if a person does purchase 
these items, having given up his Maishashani money for them, where the knowledge that the Maishashani does not become deconsecrated, we have a penalty over the Yoichel Kenegdam. The buyer who just gave up the Maishashani money, he can't say, okay, no harm, no foul. He gets the money. I got the item. I don't have to worry about it being consecrated because not something can become consecrated. And it's his headache. No, we don't do We don't say that. It says, Yochel Kenegdam. Let's say it was $1,000 worth of, what he, of, of items that he bought, which the opinion did not go through. We make him out of pocket, take out $1,000, and either go to Yerushalayim or in Yerushalayim, use that $1,000 to buy food in Yerushalayim. Now, so we're penalizing him for having dumped his Maizashani money on the other fellow. Why don't we say the same thing? Since people know that Maizashani doesn't become deconsecrated, so therefore you can assume the other person is going to do the right thing and he's going to go buy food with it. So why don't we say that? We said it by the case of the Isha, so why don't we say that over here? Here we're penalizing the uh, buyer by having to make sure that he now puts another $1,000 aside to buy food in Yerushalayim. There's a machlokas in Tosvos. Tosvos brings down two shitas. He brings down one shita that it does actually, it doesn't help deconsecrate that Maizashani money. That Maizashani money, hopefully the guy will do the right thing with it, but you are putting aside another $1,000 as a penalty to you, so in the future you won't do this because you'll see you're not going to gain. You're going to have to anyway spend $1,000 on Maizashani. You won't be able to just dump off your Maizashani. There is a, he brings down Rabbeinu Meir. I believe Rabbeinu Meir is the father of Rabbeinu Tam, who is Rabbi Yaakov Ben Meir. So that Rabbeinu Tam, the, the Rabbeinu Meir holds is that it actually deconsecrates the money that was given becomes deconsecrated, the money you put aside, and when you buy the payros, so therefore it actually fixes the problem. But we force you, the buyer, to fix the situation. So the question is, why is that uh, the result here, where people know that behemoth mea, avonimensh karkos, don't work. Why would you say, well, the person, we can assume the person's going to do the right thing. Like in the case of the Isha, you know it's not going to deconsecrate the money, we assume the Isha's going to do the right thing. What's the difference? According to Rabbi Loza, between the two scenarios. So when it says, We have to say that you're right. Normally, you cannot assume the person is going to do the right thing. <coughs> you wouldn't have a right to do it. But we're talking about the wife of a Talmud Chacham. The wife of a Talmud Chacham, he's Makadash and Isha, obviously she knows the halacha. So that's where you can assume there's not going to be any problems, and therefore there's no penalty placed on the buyer. But the... Uh, in the case of the behemoth mayor, it's talking about lay people where you don't can't assume that. And the fact that you dumped your thousand dollars of Maizashani on the other fellow, not knowing what he's gonna do with that, you now have to go ahead and you're penalized, put aside a thousand dollars and uh, and have to then uh, redeem with that thousand dollars payros in Yerushalayim. Okay. So what is this like this? So Amar Mar, connected. So what do we say? That the buyer has to put aside money if he purchased items that are not, do not deconsecrate the money, so you dumped your Maizashani off on somebody else, not knowing what he's going to do with it, you now put that money aside. For more like this, is that we've had three, three Tanoic sources that we're dealing with. The, la- the, the, the last two cases was with Kedushin and buying something that does not uh, redeem, that does not redeem the money because it's not a food matter. We started the daf today with a Mishnah. It was a Mishnah that, uh, it was Bryce actually, that says that if you use a behemoth Tahora, all right, so 
if you know the person intends to take it up as a shlomim, so then there's no penalty and it works. But if it is a behemoth, if, 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 if the person makes it clear that he's not intending to take it up to Yerushalayim, you don't know that he's going to take it up to Yerushalayim, we actually penalize the seller and revoke the sale. Seller has to take back his money, and the buyer, the, 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 buyer, sorry, the buyer has to take back his money, and the seller has to take back his behemoth tahora. So Mona says like this, so now lechora, in the case of behemoth meo, why don't we say the same thing? Why is the penalty that you make the buyer put aside money? Why not just revoke the sale and penalize the seller like we did before? Why don't we just say, let the money go back to its place and void the sale, kihosam, like in the case of the kosher animal. One might say the same thing in the, in the non-kosher animal as well. So, it's more sense. What's the difference? That why in the behemoth and behemoth Torah, by the behemoth Torah, you make him put aside money, and in the behemoth Torah, we revoke the sale. Revoke the sale here too. And that's where you know that the money won't be spent in a way that is, is not appropriate. So, Amar Shmuel, so Shmuel said, I'll tell you the difference is that it's Shabarach, is that maybe, yeah. That, that, but it's not an option here to revoke, because what do you revoke? Because you want him to give back the money? The problem over here is that the seller has, is AWOL. We don't know where he is. He's taken that Maizashani money and gone. So to revoke the sale is not going to help you here, because you're not going to get the Shani back anyway. The best thing to do is, either according to the one sheet and toast, was penalize the buyer or the, uh, do something that actually will fix the situation. But that's the only option you have here because you can't revoke the sale, the sale, the seller's not here. So when it says time of the Baruch, so what you're telling me is it's because the seller's not here, but the seller would have been here. Then what? Then we would have revoked the sale, just as we did with Behemoth Tahora, revoke the sale, and don't let the uh, seller... Don't let the the uh, make the seller take back the animal, and make the buyer take back the money. So the seller wouldn't would have been here. We would have we would have penalized him by saying, "Is you got to get your animal back, your behemotmea, your karka. You have to take it back, and you have to give back the money." We would have penalized him the same way as would by the case of behemotahora. So one wants to know why. Why is it that the focus of penalty is on the seller in both cases? The kosher, in the case of the kosher animal, in the case of the non-kosher animal, it's mashma, had he had been here, we just answered, had he been here, we would have penalized him. Why? Simona says like this, is that the seller is the one that creates the opportunity for this illegal transaction to go through. The seller, because he has the animal that the buyer who has the miser shani money wants. So it's the seller that provides the opportunity for the miser shani to be used in, inappropriately. So we penalize the seller. And the lashon of the Gemara is that's lav It's not the, the the mouse that steals like the cheese. It's uh, it's because there's a hole for him to hide it is what causes the theft to happen. It's the hole, and therefore means the hole is creating the opportunity for the theft to happen. So here too, it's the seller who's creating the opportunity to the mice sharing to be used inappropriately. What is that? Is not completely logical, because ilav achbar says the chora. If it wasn't for the mouse, 
So then what would be the, what would be the whole purpose of the hole? The hole wouldn't have done anything if it wasn't for the mouse. Meaning, the buyer, the seller is only able to sell because the buyer wants to buy. If there would be no buyer, the seller wouldn't have done anything wrong either. Right? So he creates an opportunity because there's a person who wants to buy. But if there would be no opportunity, if there would be no buyer, there would be no, the opportunity wouldn't have been there. Someone says, you're right. Is that, that what, log- what is, is logically the right place to put the penalty, why are you putting the penalty on the seller as opposed to the buyer, is because wherever the prohibition is occurring, that's where the penalty is placed. So where did the, op- where did the, uh, the prohibition occur? The prohibition occurs where the seller has now created a vehicle for the money to transfer, either in the case of the kosher animal, where now because he's taken that money, the animal now has, has, has been redeemed, and, it, and, and that's the Avera is the redemption of the money. So his taking of the, the, the seller's taking of the money created that uh, prohibition. The prohibitions are transferring the Kedusha onto that. Or in the case with a non-kosher animal, even attempting to buy the, with, with Meiser Shani money is also that's the violation. So the taking of the money which comes to the seller is where the prohibition is happening. Therefore, the one who, ha- who has facilitated that prohibition is the one that is penalized for that act. So we're going to be dealing with a bunch of things that are Osir Bahano. Since they're Osir Bahano, when you make Kaddish and Isha with them, so therefore you've not really given her anything. There's really a, the Mishnah Lamelech has a whole long diun of whether or not Isr Hano is, uh, the problem is it's less than a Shavah Pruta or you don't own it. What the Nafkamin is on, I talk over there. But either way, she's not Mekodesh, you have not given her a Pruta that you own. If somebody Kaddish Isha with payros, with produce that comes from a tree that's three, uh, three years or less. Kalaya Kerem, it's a, a mixture of the seeds from a, a, a vineyard. And uh, we had before opinion that it'd be a barley seed and a wheat kernel all mixed together. And it grew, the produce that comes from there becomes Osabano. Bashar HaNiskal, an ox that had uh, either killed someone or an Avera happened with it, has to be stoned. The Egla Arufa, the Egla Arufa is a decapitated calf. The Bitsipore Mitsora, the birds that are used for the process of purifying the Mitsora, the two birds. We'll see which one it's referring to and what point it's referring to. But those birds are Osabano. The seir nazir, the hair of a nazir, has to be burned under the pot, the pot of uh, the shlomim, and it's also no. The peter chamor, the firstborn of a, ma- a male donkey, has to be either redeemed with a sheep, and then it becomes permissible, or it has to be decapitated. But uh, but other than that, it becomes also no. You can't make kaddish nisha with it. If you cook meat and milk together, that combination is also no. Or if you shechted. A non-consecrated animal in the uh, temple uh, in the in the in the, in the Azorah of the base of Mikdash, they are, the result is it's Azor Ba'anos. In all these items, it's Ena Mekudeshes. The woman is not Mekudeshes if you try Mekudesh her. However, very interesting. Unlike actual Hegdish, Hegdish, uh, or, or something that's Kadosh, if you sell it, 
then it becomes deconsecrated and the item that funds received become kadosh. These items, it doesn't, the transfer does not transfer over. So if you sold it, the money you got is not considered osir bahano. So therefore, uh, so therefore, uh, uh, Machran, if you sold these prohibited items to a third party, let's say, and then with the, the Kiddush B'dmeim and Yemekadosh the Isha, with the money that you got from it, Mekadoshes, because those, that, those funds are not prohibited, and you, you could then Mekadosh and Isha with them again. You're not supposed to be selling that stuff either. You're not supposed to be getting any benefit from it, but if you did, the money would be Mutter, and you could Mekadosh and Isha with it. Now we're going to go through each one of these cases and show what the sources for them are. So, Let's see. The Orla Liminalan, where do we know that there is a prohibition on Orla the first three years? It's in Osir Bahano. The sign we learned in Abraisa, Arelim, Lo Yachel, and you have to see, look at the Torah Shalom, you'll see the full Pasuk. It says, Vechisavoyel Ha'aretz, when you come to the land, Unatatem, Kol Eitz Machal, and you will plant uh, a, a, a fruit bearing tree. Varaltem or Losoi, Espirio, the, the, the produce will be prohibited. Shalashan of three years. Yelachem, Arelim, Lo Yachel, the prohibited items shall not be consumed. So now, it already finishes the Pazak by saying you cannot eat it. So what are you telling me it'll be prohibited? Right? So that's the one of the drushes. It says, it says, Tanya, Arelim, Lo Yachel means you're not allowed to eat it. So, Ainli, Ela, Israchilis, on our, from there I see you're not allowed to eat it. How do I know that it's also Osir Bahano? You can't feed it to your dog. You can't use it for other things. Shaloi Yenemen, the general benefits, for example. Shaloi Yitzbabo, you cannot even use any part of the fruit, even parts that are not edible, from the shell of the nut or the, the skin of the fruit, that you're not allowed to use it to dye items with. Or to lay out the to squeeze and get oil out of it and use it to light a lamp with. Talmud Loima, that's the first part. Araltem or Loso, that you will. Deal with it as if it's prohibited. Prohibited from what? Eating, I already know. So it must be the rabbis call them. All the benefits are usher as well. All right. Kilaya kerem. How do we know that kilaya kerem is prohibited? So we know, it says, Amar Kriskio, Amar Kro, Pazik says, Pen Tigdash. That he says, you're not allowed to plant these things, but if you plant them, then Tigdash, it will become prohibited. Become usher. So, that, but the word tigdash is a, uh, is, is, is a, it's a contraction of two words. It's actually, there are two words here. Tigdash is pen tukad esh. Lest you have to burn it in fire. So you see, we have to burn it in fire. Well, it must be that it's not only osbachila, it's osbachila. That's chizkiyar. But Ashi says, it's, it is a contraction of two words, but it is, a pen ye kadosh, ye kodesh, pen ye kodesh, lest it become kodesh, it become kodesh like, like hegdish. So that's what the drush is. So one says like this. The problem is, if you're going to compare it to hegdish, then it should have the other din of hegdish too. When you sell hegdish, the money becomes kadosh, the item becomes deconsecrated. So, and we saw from our Mishnah that that doesn't apply to the items that are prohibited in our Mishnah. There the money does not become Kodesh. So what has a question, Ima Kodesh Tofes is Damav, that by Kodesh, the money attaches itself to the Isra, the Isra attaches to the money, right? And the item itself becomes deconsecrated. So therefore, Zakilah Kerem, we should say the same Tofes Damav, and we know that that's not the case. So you can't say it's coming from the, because the pen, 
contraction, his pen uh, took dash. Therefore, the clearer opinion is the original opinion, the one that was given by Chizkiah. Shara Niskal. Let's go to Shara Niskal. How do we know that a Shara Niskal is prohibited? Bahano. So the sign went to write, so, the Pazik tells us what you have to do with the shore. Again, let's read through the Pazik. It says, Ki yigach shor es ish, es ish, o es isha, you have to stone it. Now, the fact that it says you have to stone the shore, obviously it means that he can't eat it. It's nevelo. The lo yachel, so what do you have to write? Lo besaro. And you can't eat its meat. Obviously, it's, it's nevelo. Right? And then the Pazik finished, vala shor naki, that the owner of the shore is now Clean. Well, don't understand what it means. He's clean from what? So when it says like this, so San Yamimash Mashenemar Sakel Yisakel says Sakel Yisakel. So I sure any of this Nevela. He don't. I know that it's Nevela, and Nevela is also Ba'achilom. So therefore, Matamadlam Lo Yachel is Besaro. So why have to say Lo Yachel Besaro? Magid Lachosh Im Shachta LaAchar Shignigmar Dino Oz Ba'achila. So we learn out another halacha over here. It means let's say you did not get a chance to stone it, and the, the owner went and shechted it. So if you stoned it, for sure you can't eat it in the veil. But let's say you shechted it halachically correctly, but it was already Nigmar Dino, it already had been uh, judged that this had to be stoned. The, the, the sentence was finalized. So therefore, how do you know it? it's still Osir Bahano? Talmud Lomo. So I was up there, and so therefore, I don't know that you can't eat the meat. It says, that's what it says, Lo Yachel, he can't eat, even if it was shechted. Pa'ano minayin, I don't know that's true by Anoa as well. Talmud Lomar, Ubala Shornaki. At the end, it says, the owner of the ox is clean. What do you mean it's clean? My mash, but how do you see it's Osir Bahano? Shimon Menzoma Omer, Kadam Shomal Chavera, Yatzap Lo Yinaki Menachosav, that it's like saying a person's been cleaned out of his possession, Fe'engla Bahen Anoshal Klum, and he has no more benefit from what he had. So, Yinaki means it's cleaned out, means Osir Bahano, you're not allowed to get any type of benefit from it. So the Gemara has the following question. So the way, the way we dodge in the Pesukim is like this, is that since you have Sakal Yisakal, you don't need to teach me Lo Yaachel. So what's Lo Yaachel coming to teach me? That means if you shechted it without stoning, it's still Osir Bahano, right? Or at least Osir Bahachilo. Isra Hano, how do you know Isra Achilo? Hano is from, it says, that Balashar Naki, Yotza Plani Naki Menechosav, that teaches me it's Osir even that was the tomorrow I ask like this. So how do you know to use for the case where it was shechted after it was Nigmardino, after the they had ruled that it needs to be uh, stoned? Maybe talk if you chop the rind and you shecht before it got stoned, it's good shechit, and you can eat the meat. Ah, so what is Loyachel coming to teach me? This is the principle. Of Rabavo in the name of Rabalazar. We're going to see Rabavo in the name of Rabalazar has the following principle that if uh, the Torah uses an expression of Loya Achol or a form of Loya Achel, we learn out from Trefa. By Trefa, the Torah uses the same type of Loshan, and the Torah has to go out of its way to tell me that even though it says you can't eat it, but you are allowed to sell it to the it says that, that you're allowed to sell it to the Nochri. You're allowed to sell it. So, what do you need? What do you see from there? That 
the Torah had to say that it's mutter bahano, even though all it told you was that you can't eat it. So you see the word you can't eat it, can't consume it, doesn't just mean achila, it's broader than just achila, it means you can't benefit from, from it, unless the Torah says that you could, lo means you can't benefit from it. So maybe it says more like this, so maybe that's a shot over here. Sakli Yisakl just teaches me I'm not allowed to eat it. What does lo yachal teach me? That's adding that I can't benefit from it as well. I so then what I need Baal Ashur Naki for, and we'll see the other drushas you could use it for. But if you learn this way, then you have no raya that if you shechted it before it was stoned, that it would be asr ba'anom. Maybe talk if you shechted it before, uh, maybe even butter ba'achila. Maybe it's even butter ba'achila if you shechted it before it was stoned. So that's the most kasha. How do you know that it's telling me? That it's Osir, if it was shechted before it was stoned, Dilma, perhaps. Maybe actually, if you shechted it before it was skila, it's not an avail, and maybe it's mutter to be eaten. All right? Now, so what do you use Achel for? It's coming where it was stoned. I, when it was stoned, already know I can't eat it. But it's any form of that, all right, that doesn't just refer to eat, provision of eating, but it's Echad Isra Achil of Echad Isra. No, it's coming to teach you can't benefit from it either. And that's what it's teaching. Unless I, I said trefa, but it's actually nevela. Unless it's written by it says by by nevela that by nevela taka says that it's usher to eat. And this is lager shebisharecha that you give it. You're allowed to. You, you're allowed to give it to the. Um, to the Gerev Sherech, it's Mutter Bahano. So the point is, otherwise be Osir Bahano. So says the more like this, is that your Kasha, the premise of your Kasha is that the, uh, the, the premise of the Kasha is that Lo Yaachel is coming to teach me Isr Hano. Because of the principle. It says, the only time you can say, the one is saying, the only time you say the principle of lo yachel includes hano is if it also includes achilo. So explaining why the Torah used the expression for achilo, because it's osir ba but it also means any type of consumption, even a consumption, any type of hano, you're not allowed to get. But it has to also be referring to achilo. He says, your question is predicated on Sakal Yisakal teaches me that it's Nevel, it's Ozba Achila. What do I need, Lo Yaachal? That's coming only for Hano. It doesn't make sense to say it's only coming for Hano. Why would the Torah use the expression of Lo Yaachal if it's only coming for Hano? It was teaching me Achila and Hano, then I understand why it used the expression of Lo Yaachal. But if it was only coming for Hano, they don't write Achila, Yahana. So do I know how to use the Lashon of Hano? Don't use the Lashon of Achila. Therefore, obviously, over here, it's not coming teach me Hano. What is it coming teach me? It's coming teach me that it's also to eat it if it was shechted before skila. That's the pushback that the Gemara is doing here. So Gemara says as follows. Let's read it inside. Hani mili. When do we say Rabbi Avo? Uh, uh, the 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 principle of Rabbi Avo. Heicha de nafkalon isra achel. Where the lo yachel is teaching me isra achila. So it expands not only achila. It expands it to hana as well. But if it's not actually discussing achila. 
then why use an expression of lo yachel? It's only for Yisrael no. So the nicht of kral lo yehane. Then the Torah should have said, don't get benefit, if that's all it's coming to teach me. So therefore that principle can only work where that word itself is also teaching Achila. So therefore the principle obviously is not for this purpose over here. The purpose over the, the, the word over here is not teaching the principle, but it's teaching me that it's usher to eat, even if there was shechita before the skila. Inami, another way we can also deflect uh, the question, means even if you tell me that Taka Rabavahu's principle could be learned from Lo Yachel, even if Lo Yachel is only coming for Hano and it's not coming for Achila, still, why the Torah? The Torah should have said Lo Yachel. Lo Yachel, Sokol Yisakel, it's teaching Achila. Lo Yachel, it's not teaching just Achila, but it's teaching me Hano. Why do you have to write the words Espesare? So Espesare, Lo Yachel Espesare, Espesare is redundant. Why do you have to write the words Espesare Lamali? Why do you have to write it? So Avogav de Shachte Kein Basar, telling you that even though you shechted like you would with the regular Basar before the Skila, is also be Osir. So either these answers circle back to the same point, is that at the end of the day we still could learn from here Either you don't, either you don't apply Rabbi Lezer, Rabbi Vo's principle, or even if you apply Rabbi Lezer, you still could learn from you then a shechita before the skilo is still going to be aser ba'achilo. Okay. Says more like this: Maskele marzutras. Marzutras has a very interesting question. He says ve'ema hanimili. Maybe the pshat like this is okay. You have a pasuk telling me that if you shechted it, it becomes aser, right? You shechted, even though you didn't do this, you know, the Pasuk is implying that it does become also. Maybe, when do we say that? When you did something that's like a skila. It's not an actual skila because you shechted it, but it has the impact of like a skila. When is that? The Techet Abadik Tzur, that's maybe where you checked a knife, make sure it was sharp, I mean, checked a stone, and, you, and it was sharp enough, and you shechted with a flint, with, a cor- with the edge of a stone, you shechted the animal shachet ba. The Mechzik is skila, because in that case, it's similar, it, it resembles a skila, so you can call that skila, Mamela turns it into an Avela. But if you shechted with a regular blade, with a knife, where it doesn't resemble skila at all, maybe if it's not called a skila, it doesn't become an Avela, and taka should be mutter ba'chila under that circumstance. So the most you can learn out of there, yes, there's a type of shechita that's taka aser, when it's a shechita that you can call a skila, when you use a stone. But it's not calling a skila when you use a knife, when you use a, a, a blade, that's not called a, a skila at all, and therefore taka maybe it should be mutter. How do you know to make it aser that all types of shechita. Someone says like this: Is that in fact that that teretz can't be the right shot? Why can't you can't go with that shot? Why? Because we know that that shechita is not mentioned specifics. In, there's no specifics of shechita in the Torah. The most you have it says v'zavachta kashet zvisicho that Agudz Baruch says you'll shecht the way I commanded you. Now this is actually one of the rayas that there is a Torah shabal pet because there's no in, 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 there's no uh, reference anywhere about how the shechita needs to be done. What knife you have to use, how you have to shecht, where you have to shecht. That's all Torah Shabal Peh. Now, if you're telling me that you're learning the Pasuk, that it says that, uh, that, uh, it's Osir, even before the Shechita, specifically with a stone, but as opposed to a blade, then it comes out that you're actually telling me the specifics using a sharpened stone or using a sharpened blade. These specifics are actually learned from the Torah. So it says, then, then that, that, that can't be, because again, we said that that that, that, that Sicha is specifically Torah Shabal Pen. Not a, it's not referenced to Torah Shabal 
And we have, this is, it's, it's, it's one of the Yisoydis of the Torah is that Kasher Tzvisicho is that there, these are details that are not included in the Torah and they davka Torah Shabbat And now you're going ahead by the way you're learning, including these specifics. So obviously that's not the correct way to understand. That's, that's problem number one, right? It's problem number two, the oid, that, that, uh, so, so the first of all, Midisakin Beraisaksiv doesn't mention what kind of knife at all. Kashavitzvich has not mentioned it. And now you're trying to tell me, yes, that these are the types that you need to be used. There's no referencing. You don't even know those without Torah about Pes. That can't be shot over here. Number two is that the, that you're telling me there's two types of shchita. There's a shchita with a stone that's called Skila, and there's a shechita without a stone, but they're not, they have the different impa- impacts and different halachas. We see that from the Mishnah and all like that. Well, actually, it's a brysa. You can shecht with any type of sharpened object. Bein betsur, whether you use a stone, bein beschuches or glass, bein bekromishilkana, or a half a, a reed, a, a, a piece of a reed. So, but what do you see? It's all called shechtin. Not called skila. According to you, and with a knife, it should be called skila, not shechita. So therefore, the fact we clump them all together means they all have the same impact, all have the same halacha. To make distinctions between them, we cannot go ahead and do. Fine. So says the Gemara like this. Okay. So the Gemara now asks a very interesting question. The Gemara says like this. So, Lu you're telling me like this. Is Okay, fine. So it's coming to teach me, Lu Yitzur is coming to teach me that I'm not allowed to eat the meat even... Before it was stoned means there is the lashon achila is being used that it, uh, on the shechita that you shechted and you can't eat it. Now the the, the the principle according to everybody should apply since it says you can't eat it uh, the meat before it was sh- before it was stoned. Therefore, it means you can't get benefit from it. And Rashi explains and therefore it should be a kol shekain. If I can't eat and get benefit before it was stoned, kalvachomer. If it was stoned, I won't be able to get benefit as well. So therefore. I know from Loya Achel and from Sakali Sakal combined is that I'm not allowed to eat. Sakali Sakal tells me the meat. Loya Achel tells me that the meat after Skila. Loya Achel teaches me the meat before Skila. But Loya Achel is teaching me then Loya Achel, Elosh Nachil is teaching me Hano as well. And if Loya and Isra Hano is on the Achila before Skila, then Koshikain, the Achila after Skila is Osra as well. Then why do I need Balashanaki? So therefore, Hashta, Dinafkalon, Isra Achila. Since Le'achel now can teach me both the Yisra'chila and the Yisra'chila, why do I need it to teach me that I don't, uh, that I, that I don't need it for Hano anymore? I know it. So it says it's telling me a different, uh, teach me something else. Hanos yeah, Yet it's teaching me for the benefit of this, that you're not allowed to get benefit from the skin of the animal. I mean, I would have thought, Lo Yachel is Basara. The Torah emphasizes the meat. So therefore, Basara, Asur, Ba'iramut. But if the, the skin is Takamutter, so therefore, comes along and says, Balashar Naki, you can't get any benefit from any part of the animal, even the skin. Says it more like this. Okay, that that works according to this sheet. So you're telling me that it's coming for the skin, but there are sheets that use balashal naki to teach me something else. What about the other tanoim? The nafgalei that high balashal naki either lechatzik kaifer. The halacha is that if a person a shoramuad kills your shoramuad kills, you have to pay kofer. Kofer is a certain assessment, full value of the deceased has to be paid for the family. So the question, what if Yeshua was a Tom and it kills? Maybe it has to be a Chatzikhoi for no. Balashar Naki tells me that actually he is exempt 
Naki means over here it's exempt from having to pay the Chatzikover. There is no Chatzikover by a Tom. And according to, and, 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 or it could be teaching me, Tmei Vladas. Tmei Vladas is if you uh, strike uh, a, a pregnant woman and she loses the child, so you have to pay the husband, you have to pay for the value of the child. What if your ox causes it? So, Naki, you don't have to pay Tmei Vladas. Either to exclude Chatzikover or the Kliba. It's all learned from Balashon Naki. So therefore, Hanos Ermanalan. So if you're already using Balashon Naki to teach me the exemption of Shar of, of, of Chatzikover or the exemption of Vladas, so then what do you, where do you know that the Hanos Eire is also, that you're not allowed to benefit from the, from the skin? Where it says, it says, S besorai. They could have said besorai without having the word S. S means something that is a tuffle of sorrow. It's auxiliary. It's connected to its secondary, but connected to, this, to the flesh. What's connected to the flesh? That is the skin. So S besorai, whatever they did on the basar, applies to the, to the skin as well. So there, now according to the ones that learned Balashar Naki does come for the skin and not for Dmei Vladois or for Chatzi Kaifer. So if you know from Balashonaki the skin, so what are you going to do with the S? So S lay Darish. So it's not everyone Darshan's S. Where do we see such a machlek as whether Darshan S or not? Kedasani, we learned that a rice, a shibanam Sunni, Parmila Samse was Nachemiam Sunni, Hayadarish is called S in Shabbatara. Anytime he came across the word S, he learned it's, it, it, to include something that is auxiliary to the item being discussed. Kevin Jagil, S. Hashem Lekechatira, when he got to Hashem Lekechatira, Piresh, he stopped. There cannot be nothing connect. There can't be anything connected to Hashem that's auxiliary to Hashem that has the same aloha. See, therefore, he said, "I can't. It's a mistake. I can't be darshaning S." So I'm like Talmidim. So students said to him, "Rebbe, call S in Shabbatayim What about all the other S in that you darshan? If this one you're saying it's a mistake, it can't be teaching us anything. Then the other ones wouldn't be teaching us anything too. So he said, "Listen." He says, he says, uh, uh, so Amro Talmidov, Rebbe, Kol Esen Shvadarashta, Mate Alein, what's going to be with them? Amalahem, Keshem Shekibalti, Sharala Drisha, just as I get rewarded for what the, what, when I did Darshan Esen, so therefore, that, uh, that now I'm using my integrity that I come across and I see that I can't be teaching me something. So I get there for a couple schar, I'm going to get rewarded for holding back and, and withdrawing from those drushes. Achabar Rabbi Akiva, but then Rabbi Akiva showed up. Believe it, as a Shemalakechatira, you know who as a Shemalakech, the S is being marbe, auxiliary to Akurish Borchut. Unbelievable statement, Rabbi Akiva says, the rabbis that you have to have Yira for, Talmide Chachomim. Ambassadors, and therefore the S could be going on them, taking away the problem of Shimon Sunni. But you see, there is a machlokas whether you darsh an S or not. So the darsh question is, what do you do with the S if you know the skin from somewhere else? That's going to be based on the machlokas of Shimon Sunni and Rabbi Akiva. Gentlemen, have a good day.